Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you're here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I'm so thrilled to have you here with me this week, and I have a little announcement to share with you guys. Given the nature of the growth of the coaching program and other platforms like the podcast, I want to make sure that every piece of content I'm producing is truly at its highest caliber. Therefore, I am moving from two blogs a week to one blog a week, and the blog post going out will be very specific, highly concentrated content with a little bit more focus on research, guest voices, and value to the reader. This will also give me the opportunity to focus a lot more on new programming coming up in the business. The coaching program is growing so much, and I'm so happy. And I'm also gearing up to have the first guest on the podcast, and I'm also going to be guesting on other podcasts. And I'm so thrilled to be moving in this direction. The company LaRue is growing so much, and it's so, so exciting. I'm so happy to be finally sharing this with you guys. And like I said, I want to be making sure that every piece of content I'm putting out there is truly top notch because of the nature of the growth and the high volume it's receiving and going to be receiving. I want to make sure that every piece of content Content is evergreen to LaRue. So that means that a year from now, if you're coming back to this and you're listening to this podcast, you know that the content you're listening to is true to your life in the moment. And that's truly what I want to be producing. And speaking of guesting, that is the inspiration behind this podcast episode. I was asked to do a guest blog for newly developed and growing brand, Mind, Habit, Heart. It's a Black-owned lifestyle company advocating for self-love, mental health, and practical well-being. And they asked me to write a blog post, and I pitched them a few ideas, and we agreed on 10 toxic habits we all practice that keep us from healing. And I was so truly happy with the content, I decided to translate that content into a podcast episode. If you haven't noticed, or if you follow me on both platforms, the blog and the podcast, in the last several weeks, Friday blogs have been content pulled from the week's podcast. So that's for the reason that not everyone utilizes both platforms, and I want to make sure that everyone in the LaRue Collective is being offered the same truly valuable content. So on the podcast, we're having a lot of conversations, and on the blog, I've been pulling really key points and offering a more analytical point of view of how you, the reader, can turn the topic of discussion into application and live more intentionally and reach those big dreams. As always, that's our mission, vision, and driven statement for the whole brand. So therefore, moving into this single post a week starting in October, the blog post will be concentrated towards pulling key points from the podcast of the week and expanding on those topics of how you can apply them to your life and live more intentionally, of course, develop your lifestyle, and as always, achieve your big dreams. And now that I have that fantastic announcement out of the way, I have so much to say on this topic, so we are going to dive right in. So these 10 toxic habits. Let's chat about them. I'm going to list them off to you right now. Your 10 toxic habits that you're bringing into your life that are keeping you from healing. Projecting, causing drama, lying, defensiveness, breaking routine, laziness, staying small, conforming to the norm, belittling your emotions, and finally, not doing the actual work to heal. 
Now, in this podcast, for the sake of keeping it under an hour, I would say hopefully around 45 minutes, I'm actually only going to focus on five of those. I'm going to quickly, very briefly touch on the other five, but for expansion purposes and discussion purposes, I'm going to talk about the other five. And our focus today is going to be on projecting, laziness, staying small, conforming, and not doing the work. In essence, we've talked really about all of these or will at some capacity in the podcast, but we're going to expand on all of them today under this context of you are doing these habits in your life, these toxic habits, and they are actually keeping you from healing in your life. So before we move into the five that we're focusing on, I'll touch on the other five really quickly. Number one is causing drama. We cause drama in our lives because we feel like things may be going too good. So if we're in a relationship and we're super happy and things are going great, We might cause drama in an intimate relationship, a partner relationship, because we feel like things should be happening. We we feel like things should be bad or toxic or not good because things are going too well. I've talked to you guys about this concept before that if you think you're too happy, things will just automatically go downhill from there. And I told you guys about this experience in my life in the fear of failure episodes. I think that that definitely persists in this essence of a toxic habit is we find ways to unfulfill that fulfillment in our lives. And so to do that, we cause drama. Second is lying. We lie because we compare our lives to other people and we think where I'm using quotes here, not good enough. So we tell little white lies to fulfill things in our lives or that lack mentality that we've talked about before. And of course, you guys know I have a whole episode on lack mentality. It's also a truly fantastic episode. Highly recommend you go listen to it. But we lie because we have this lack in our lives. We think we're unfulfilled or not fulfilled enough in a certain aspect. So when we're talking to someone and we have an opportunity to fulfill that a little bit more to seem good enough or a little bit cooler or a little bit more on their level or on their caliber, we'll lie because we think there's no harm in it. But you are actually, in fact, completely harming yourself because you are telling yourself you're just not good enough in that aspect when in fact I will tell you right now you absolutely are. Number three defensiveness. Defensiveness stems from insecurity and lack of confidence. There's really no wiggle room around that. We get defensive because we are insecure or lack confidence in certain areas. So for example maybe you're at work and you pitch an idea and your boss just doesn't really agree with it, doesn't really agree with maybe the projection of where it should go and says, no, I don't like it. Let's think of some other ideas. And you completely, you know, get defensive about it. You defend the idea. And not only do you get defensive about it, but you get aggressively defensive about it. So it's obvious that you're hurt, you're angry. That is because you're insecure in your workplace, insecure in your job, etc. So obviously a very blanket example, but We get defensive because we lack confidence in ourselves and we're feeling insecure in a certain way. And again, this can be in anything, in relationships, job aspect, self-esteem, etc. You've all heard me. My favorite thing to say about lack of confidence is if you're not confident in what you bring to the table, you are not sitting at the table. So if you're in a room of people who, let's just stick with the job reference, are in the same position you are and they're all confident in what they do and you come to the table and pitch an idea but you aren't confident in it, you are automatically just not sitting at that table. You, Your ideas, your worth is just not sitting there because you're not confident in what you're bringing to that table and what you're bringing to that environment. 
And that is such a you healing work. That is such an internalized healing work. That is a very deep undergoing process that you have to work on. And believe me when I say that there is not a single person on this earth who doesn't have that healing work to be done. But of course, in all of us, it has different depths, different meanings, different fears, all surrounding it. So habit number four, we've got breaking routine. Of course, we've talked about this several times. We break routine mostly out of fear of failure, fear of success, out of these fear mentalities, and we move ourselves into a sort of, I'm using air quotes, stuck area. So we see something coming up, maybe a new opportunity or maybe potential change. And we break our routine, we break our habits because we see that that is going to bring that change and we get scared of the potential for failure or the potential for success. And lastly, the one I just want to touch on briefly, number five, is belittling your emotions. We've talked about this so much on this podcast. You're scared to confront the deeper issues. Again, that's just the blanket statement for it. You belittle your emotions because you're scared to confront everything that's lying within. You are uncomfortable with the deeper emotions within. You're uncomfortable with confronting emotions that you feel are negative or have a negative disposition behind them or connotation behind them. So emotions like grief, loss, anger, regret, guilt, etc. All of those emotions, if you feel them, you belittle them, you, you tell them they don't exist within you and you push them down until you reach a breaking point, until you reach a boiling point and they completely overflow. And then what are you left with? You're left with an overflowed Lauren. You're at your breaking point. You're sad. You're overwhelmed. And where do you move on from there instead of initially addressing those emotions? So those are the ones we've talked about before or I just wanted to briefly touch on because I think the other five are super, super important. And those are the ones we are going to dive into. So projecting. Oh my, I could say so much about this. I just, I really don't even know where to begin. We project emotions as a performance of our insecurities. I chose projection because I think it also kind of encompasses causing drama and lying and defensiveness as well. Like those are all ways to project our own emotions, but projecting in itself can also be its own singular action. Like you don't have to do it in a way that actually does cause drama or lie or is defensive necessarily. So I think that those can all be under the projection umbrella. But in essence, we project emotions as a way to cover up our own insecurities. Emotions that we project are emotions that we're often very uncomfortable with. So we get to a point where Again, I'll, I've used this reference so often in the podcast and in the blog. I think that we reach a fight or flight in our lives in, in our, not necessarily maybe day to day, but we reach a fight or flight a lot, I would say, more often than we think. You know, it doesn't have to be in like a necessarily scary scenario or that, you know, some major thing that's happening. But I think, you know, we can be posed with questions or posed with scenarios in our lives often where we're fight or flight kicks in and I think projecting emotions is one where maybe something has happened in our lives and we're dealing with an emotion that we're very uncomfortable with. We're not allowing ourselves to address and 
Of course, in this essence, we choose flight. And basically, when you project your emotions, I believe it's like an indirect way of asking someone, hey, can you deal with this for me? Because I just can't deal with it on my own. And I think that's truly like the 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 broad cliff notes of projecting. So for example, let's just say to kind of obviously give you guys like a context behind this so it's clear. Let's just say you have a friendship and maybe you're feeling insecure and you say something unkind about your friend behind their back. Projecting your emotions is your way of automatically assuming they in return have said something unkind. Therefore, you're projecting your insecurity in the friendship and your need to validate yourself by tearing others down. Now, projecting, I think, is actually one of the most unhealthy, very toxic ways of dealing with our emotions because when you project your emotions onto someone else, you are inherently offering them your baggage and in return, you think they're the ones maintaining that emotion you're uncomfortable with. So if you're angry about a situation and you project that onto someone else, you're going to sit there and assume that that person is angry with you when in reality, there's nothing there. There's nothing happening. You're projecting your emotions because you're uncomfortable dealing with whatever's underneath that surface. So I think projecting can be really unhealthy because it gives us a very paranoid, I would say, sense of view around relationships and jobs and anything that involves really another human that you're projecting your emotions onto. If you're someone who projects, if you can acknowledge that, I very kindly tell you that that is probably something you should start working on because I think it's an easy and simple way to lose a lot of friendships, ruin relationships, projecting emotions can become very, very toxic. So moving on, we've got laziness. I do not believe in being lazy. So I'll clarify what I mean by that. Laziness in the sense of I don't want to do the dishes because it's boring and it's just like it sucks. Okay, yes, that, that, that is laziness and I can of course acknowledge that. Laziness in the sense of I do not want to fill out a job application? Absolutely not. When we say we're lazy around important things, it's because we haven't handled our fear of failure or our fear of success wounds. We're scared of the results that job application may bring, a yes or a no, so we put off filling it out and instead fill our time with things we think we need to get done or lie to ourselves about being, quote, too busy or, quote, too lazy, when in reality, we're just scared. We're scared of the results. Being lazy around things that cause change, good or bad, does not exist. Your word, a version of laziness is actually a cover or synonym for the word scared and the emotions being scared. You are scared of the results. You're scared of the potential for change. And when I say you're, I mean us because of course I've been there. I've done this. I'll be there again probably. I recently in of course the last two years when I've begun living intentionally have adopted this mindset I read it in a book. I've read so many self-help books. I really couldn't tell you which one it is. But I read it in a book about laziness equals scariness, etc. 
And I definitely adopted that mindset. And now I so often catch myself saying, okay, I'll do something tomorrow. Like I just don't feel like doing it. And I'm, and then I ask myself, okay, do I really not feel like doing it? Or is there something, is there something beneath that? Is there something else there? Do I, do I not want to do this right now because of the results it may bring tomorrow or in the future? Because what's the difference of doing it now or an hour from now or tomorrow? Like I may not want to do it. I may be tired. Yes, of course, those feelings are there. But truly, what's the difference? So if you're lazy about doing things that cause change in your life, I'm going to be very, very brutally honest with you right now. It is because you're scared. There is no really if, ands, or buts about it. That is the bottom line. We're scared. And that's okay because guess what? We've talked so much about this before. Your fear of failure wounds, your fear of success wounds. We've talked about it. We have success podcasts. We have failure podcasts. Please go listen to them. (laughs) Let's heal those wounds together. It is completely possible to move beyond those fears and become a person that can deal with those fears and then uh, like I said when you see that arising in yourself and you see that coming up and seeing yourself say I don't want to do this right now you can ask yourself you'll see it happen and ask yourself okay am I actually just like kind of tired right now or is there something else underneath that so I strongly encourage you maybe to just like get a sticky note out and write laziness equals I am scared or something like that (laughs) because I think it's good to be brutally honest with ourselves and when I read that chapter in that book I okay I think I'm gonna try and find it and then I'll and I'll attach it in the show notes because I, I remember it being very illuminating on the subject but I just can't remember which book it was because I remember it was early in my intentional living journey so that was when I was just binging self-help content But this is truly such an important lesson because when you look at toxic habits and you reframe them under the context of they are actively keeping you from not healing, it really reframes your mindset around the whole genre of it all because you can see yourself, yourself literally keeping yourself from healing. You are the person not allowing yourself to heal from whatever it is in your past that you need healing from. When you see past traumas persisting as toxic habits today, we can acknowledge when we're doing and starting the healing work that, okay, this is what's happening. This is what I'm doing. I need to stop so I can practice the healing and move on with my life and reach that success. So now we have habit number three, staying small. What do I mean? When I say staying small, I mean you dim your light for the sake of not outshining others. Now, I want to push ego aside in this conversation because I know it can come up if someone takes what I'm saying out of context maybe, but I want to be very clear. I have always known I was meant for something more. You can define the word more as you will. It's been redefined in my life several times, but I have always known and countless people have told me I have always been meant for something more. Experiences have taught me that I was capable of handling extraordinary pain. And because of the life I was meant to live and the message I'm meant to share, I am doing that with you here today. 
I am doing the more. And I've talked about this and I say this every time. I've talked about this countless times with you guys that there was a time when I thought I needed to stay small. I shouldn't do this because I was scared of the judgment. I was scared of what could happen, what could come out of me building this platform and building this brand out and expanding it. And that was me dimming my light. That was me staying small for the sake of not being judged, for the sake of not outshining others. We should honestly, just very true, honest statement, we should just never have to push our personality, accomplishments, or feelings aside. That That's just how it should be. People who truly love you will not just be there for the days you fall down, but they will be there to watch you rise and accomplish all of your dreams. Those are the people that are going to be there for you for your entire life. And those are the people that are going to have honest and true relationships with you. Everything else is just white noise in the background. The people with the judgments, the people with the crap they've got to say about what you're doing or how you're living your life or etc. Whatever it is that you think could be a potential for you needing to stay small is white noise in the background. It has nothing to do with the actions you take to make your future as big and bright and bold and full as you want it to be. Staying small only hurts you and only enhances that person's judgment of you, whoever it may be. So when we feel, and this could be taken down into such a small sense too. Like for example, if you're maybe at a dinner with, let's just go with a couple of friends and Maybe you and another person don't get along and you feel like you need to kind of hold back for the sake of not shining attention on you or I don't know. That's kind of an interesting example, but you get what I mean. I hope. (laughs) I hope you're all nodding your heads. (laughs) But your light is your light for a reason. You are who you are for a reason. And if you feel And I was actually literally just talking about this with a coaching client yesterday. She was telling me that she oftentimes feels like she needs to kind of just shelter a little bit of who she is around new people because she's uh, she's fun and eccentric and vibey. And like she's often that girl that's the life of the party, but certainly not like a pick me girl. She sometimes feels like in new groups, she has to just kind of dim that down because she doesn't want to be just too much she doesn't want to be too much and I was just like sweetie no 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 we we are that person for a reason whoever that is the objective you whoever you are we are ourselves for a reason we bring what we bring to the table for a reason ah everything just comes full circle I love it we love to see it Staying small only hurts yourself. It only hurts the long-term vision you have for yourself. When you pull yourself back from being the 110% version of you, you are only hurting that 110% vision of you. You are telling her or him or whomever that you are not worthy of being that 110% version because some part of that doesn't or isn't welcome in all aspects of your life. That's just not true. Now, of course, there are moments when it's appropriate to chill for a sec. We all have to have our chill vibes. However, 
If you're at work and your boss doesn't like you or your a colleague doesn't like you and they think you're just a bit too much, please kindly tell them to shove off because you are who you are for a reason. My darling, do not stay small. And that slides us perfectly into the next point, which is conforming to the norm. This is such a big hot topic, I think, for young millennials and Gen Z because it is such a judged vibe if you want to be anything outside of the normal. And what I don't even know what the normal is anymore. I have no idea what that it would be defined as in our lifetime because as we talked about in last week's podcast in the 20s podcast, that so-called American dream 18 graduated out of the house, you know, 1.5 children signed for a house and, you know, starting a family and has a full-time six-figure salary. That image is so far gone in the past. I don't even know like what that normal would look like now for us. However, conforming to the norm, again, is just dimming your light. You're just pushing yourself down. And if you want to do something outside of the norm, that is going to be judged for, if we didn't do those things, let's just, let me round back a sec. If we didn't do the things we thought we'd be judged for, everyone would be stuck, alone in their house, sitting in boring silence. Everyone does something unique. Everyone, that, that's just it. Being unique, doing new things, and putting yourself out there is what creates new opportunity, growth, and evolution in the world. Fashion doesn't evolve without someone making that first bold choice. If there is something you want, someone you want to be, go after it. Be that person. Because how many times have I told you guys, time is fleeting. Do you want to be that person, 50 years old, looking back at your life and regretting the choices you made? Looking back at your 20s and thinking, wow, I really should have taken that opportunity. I really should have been that person. And you didn't take that opportunity or you were scared to be that person because one single person would have judged you. Who the hell cares? Oh my gosh, you guys, really who cares? Because that person that's doing the judging is only hurting themselves. They are so insecure. This is... Their list of toxic habits is this entire 10 10 list. They are fulfilling and checking all of the boxes and they're just insecure in who they are and they can't own up to that. You are doing the healing work and by not conforming to the norm, by not dimming your light, you are saying, guess what? I know you're judging me, but I've moved past that. I don't care that you're judging me. I'm going to do what I want to do. We've talked, this is like so much back to what we talked about last week. And if you can move beyond that mentality of I can't make this choice because this person may judge, you wield more power than the person judging will ever, ever understand. It means being so secure and confident and loving who you are. Embrace every aspect of that. And finally, after I yelled at you guys a little bit because I'm so passionate and I just want all of you beautiful souls to be as individual and unique and beautiful as you can be because your big dreams, if I haven't told you guys this, oh my gosh, we're on episode what, 18, 19? Yeah, 19. And if I haven't said this before, I apologize, but let me tell you guys right now, your big dreams, they matter. Who you are 
matters. You are unique. You have a unique perspective on this world that no one else shares with you. If you are allowing these toxic habits to persist in your life, you are dimming every aspect of that uniqueness. Stop doing that. Just, just, let's just stop, okay? Let's not. (laughs) And that is, of course, a great segue into our final topic, which is we're just not doing the healing work, which is a very, very toxic habit because, of course, that is all the toxic habits coming down to one commonality. It's a lack of action. It's a lack of acknowledgement. It's a lack of self-reflection, being honest with yourself, and you're not, of course, what have I said a million times before, you're not allowing yourself to grow and nurture the relationship you have with yourself, which as always, is the most important relationship you will ever have in your entire life. I have said this before. I will say it again. You cannot be an amazing parent, an amazing partner, an amazing child if you are not amazing on your own. If you are not nurturing and loving and caring for yourself, you cannot be a good person in any other relationship. That is just, there, there is no way around that. You have to care and love for yourself before you can step into other relationships that are important to you. Learning to love and accept every emotion you have is a part of that journey. Anger, hatred, depression, sadness, grief, loss, regret, guilt. These are all emotions we all suppress and do not deal with on a daily basis. These are all emotions that are very, very human These are okay to feel. These are okay to have. These are okay to talk about. If you are not talking about the fact that you are feeling sad or you feeling angry or you feel guilty about something or whatever of the laundry list of emotions I just listed, you are not acknowledging what is going on deeper down under the surface. And by doing so, you are suppressing core values of who you are. If we were all positive people, as glorious as that world peace vision sounds, I truly believe the world would be a very boring place. Now, I can't be positive on that because I can't actually picture what that looks like. But without these so-called negative emotions, where would we build strength? Where would we build resilience? Where would we become better people? Where would there be room for growth? I just, I don't know the answer to that because I don't think there would be. If we were positive all the time and didn't have the capacity to feel these emotions, where would there be room for growth? I don't think there would be. So think about that the next time you're pushing down one of these emotions. Think about that the next time you're telling yourself, no, I don't want to feel this way. No, it's not okay to feel this way. No, I'm embarrassed to feel this way. No, I'm embarrassed about my past or I'm embarrassed about these emotions. Have compassion for yourself because boy, let me tell you, every other person on this planet has felt or is feeling those emotions. You are not alone in this journey. In fact, you are the majority in this journey. Everyone is the majority. There is no minority. We all have the capacity to feel these emotions. And it's about how we deal with these emotions and how we not allow them to consume us that is so, so important. 
And by implementing these toxic habits into your life, you are allowing the consuming process to unfold. You're just not seeing it on a day-to-day basis until you reach that boiling point. And like I said earlier, what happens when you reach that boiling point? If you've ever been there, you're fully aware of what that looks like. And that process is traumatizing. It's horrible. It's unhealthy. And it is so, so depressing. If you haven't, of course, please go back and listen to my first episode of the podcast. I tell you guys and I share with you guys my journey about leaving college after I graduated, of course, leaving New York City and going through a summer of literally complete hell. And I I felt like I was dying. I I felt like every part of my body was shutting down and my, my heart was going to stop working because I was so broken. Light shines through broken people in all of those cracks. I am shining through in so many places because I'm healing, because you guys are healing. We have so much power in ourselves. If you guys just embrace these emotions, let them unfold in the process that they should instead of suppressing them and work through them in a healthy manner and then come out on that so-called other side on the highest peak of your mountain. That is so, so important. Toxic habits, as comforting as they may be at moments, are only hurting you in the long run. And they have the potential to hurt your friendships and your familial relationships and your partner relationships and your job and every environment you're in. So we're doing the healing work together, you guys. You're not alone. If you're listening to this and a lot of this is relating and resonating I strongly, strongly encourage you to maybe sit down, do some journaling, do a brain dump, see where your head is at, see where your heart is at, see what you're feeling. We can keep moving forward together. That is what this brand, that is what this platform is all about. That is what I'm here for. And of course, if you guys want to go deeper into this, if you want to talk more about this, I'm always open for a discovery call. You can schedule them on my Instagram or on the site directly. And I'm always so excited to talk to you guys. The discovery calls have been turning into more and more coaching. And I'm so excited about that. And with that, I will leave you guys. As always, thank you so, so much for listening to the Do The Damn Thing podcast. Of course, if this episode resonated with you or if you think it will resonate with someone else, please share it. And I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.